Welcome to another episode of My College Story. My name is Brian Motto, and I am the Director of College Advising here at All Saints, and we are lucky today to have with us one of our 2017 alums, Miss Julia Anderson. Julia, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So you graduated in 2017. Yes. Went to Mary Hardin Baylor, the University of Mary Hardin Baylor. Yep. Okay. So I know you applied to a variety of schools. Yes. <laughs> Tell us how you decided on on Mary Harden Baylor. What was the ultimate factor that that said this is where I need to be? Oh goodness, um, it's sort of funny because it's a long story. But to kind of, I'll try to make it brief. But um, basically, I didn't know about UMHB growing up because um, it's a really small university in the middle of Central Texas, and it's not like the big common state schools that you know like. Baylor, UT Austin, or those. And so I found out about UMHB actually through Heart to Heart. Um, We made it to state my sophomore year of high school, and the state competition was hosted at UMHB that year. So I found out about it through um, choir, actually, which is kind of funny. And um, stepped onto campus and just immediately felt like something about this school was different. Um, I couldn't have really put my finger on it at the time, but I just knew that this university was different than other universities I had visited up at that point. And then moving on to junior year, I started... Um, I started just really looking at like what I wanted. I really, it was sort of funny because I kind of did a 180 and was like, I want to go to a big university, which is why I did apply to a couple of big universities when I was a senior. But ultimately, um, as I was like praying and asking God what I should do, he really kept directing me back to this idea of going to a smaller private Christian university. So I was like, okay. And I eventually narrowed it down to Wachita Baptist and UMHB and visited Wachita Baptist and did not like it at all. Um, But then I visited UMHB and from the time I stepped on campus, I just had this sense of peace about being there. Um, It's a beautiful, beautiful school. Um, they had the major I was focusing, wanted to focus on and um, wanted to study. Um, they, The people there were really nice and friendly and just welcoming. And like I said, I think just I had this sense of peace that this was where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And just really, was, I think that was sort of what made the decision for me was just the amount of peace that I felt yeah. being at that university. Yeah, I love that. I, we talk so much to the students. And if you remember, you know, we always talked about you, you're going to have a gut feel. There's something mm-hmm. that is going to to lead you there and tell you that this is the right place. And so I love that, that, that you had that sense of peace, that this was where you were supposed to be. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, okay, so... You knew what you wanted to study going into college, yes? Yes. <laughs> and tell us what that was. Nursing. <laughs> okay. So tell us about the UMHB program for nursing. What what did that look like for you during your four years there? Yeah. So, um, so for people who may not know a lot about UMHB, um, it's a, the nursing program there is a little bit different than most typical nursing schools. I didn't find this out until I got there. But instead of a four-semester program, 
to get your bachelor's or your associates. It's a five-semester program. And so that's one thing that makes UMHB's nursing program a little bit unique. So for the first year and a half at UMHB, I was just a regular college student. I took all my prerequisites and college classes and then applied at the beginning of my sophomore year, got in and started spring semester 2019. So like halfway through my sophomore year, which is when most people typically enter the nursing program. Mm -hmm. And it's a very intense program. Anywhere you go for nursing, it's intense. Um, You have to maintain all all of your, all they have like certain criteria that you have to meet and they have, you have, in order to pass each semester, you have to maintain a grade of 75 or higher, which is sort of funny because in my mind, I was going into it, I was like, oh, that'll be easy. I've always made A's. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to yeah, be. And I, um, I actually, I don't think I really ever made B's until nursing school. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was like, scary to me because I was like, this means I could actually fail. But um, ultimately, I learned to be okay with getting Bs. And it's like, okay, it's not the end of the world. I'm not going to fail just because I made a B. It's going to be okay. And so that I think that whole first year of nursing, I kind of had to get adjusted to that. And then during your second semester is when you start going to the hospital and doing clinical rotations and starting to kind of see what options are out there for um, nursing careers. And it was really cool to get to see that and get to explore like, okay, what could possibly be the best fit for me as a nurse? And then obviously 2020 came around and COVID shut everything down. And so um, I ended up doing half of the spring 2020 semester at home um, in my parents' guest bedroom because I was just like, I got to study. I can't go anywhere anyway, so I might as well just study. All of our clinicals got canceled. Um, And so it did kind of change things a little bit. So I didn't I guess, have like a typical normal, quote, normal time during that semester. But it ultimately ended up being a good thing. And I was actually able to get a job during nurse during that time at the Veterans Hospital as a student nurse tech. And I worked that summer in the last semester of my senior year there. Because And what that experience did for me was it gave me an idea of what it really looks like to work in the hospital and not just drop in for a day and just kind of see it. Mm -hmm. Um, I could kind of learn, okay, this is what the role of the aides are. This is what the role of the nurses are. This is what the physicians do. This is what different people who work in this setting do. And everybody has a role and a place. And that kind of helped me with just kind of as I was going through my last year of school, we have to take a leadership class Um, in our nursing program. That's one thing that makes a bachelor's of nursing program unique is that you have to take a leadership class. And so um, learning about those different pieces and aspects of nursing um, and having that job at the same time really helped me kind of make some points click, if that makes sense. And so really enjoyed that. But it was really good because in the fall of 2020, when we all came back to school, 
we were able to go back to clinicals, which was really awesome. And then ended up graduating in the spring of 2021 with Mm -hmm. my bachelor's. Then I took my licensure test in July and passed and started working. That's awesome. Okay. So let's backtrack just really quickly before we touch on what you're doing now. Okay. Um, as an All Saints grad, we always we, we pride ourselves very much on our students being prepared for that next level, right? So mm-hmm. tell us what your big adjustments were from going from All Saints to Mary Harden Baylor, um, and 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 whether or not you really felt prepared for those for those things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would say definitely the transition from All Saints to MHB. I would say as far as academics go, I was definitely prepared. I feel like UMHB kind of has the same level, of, not the same level, but the same level of, all, level of expectation at All Saints in the sense of like they have high expectations for how they want their students to do. And um, I think I was used to that. So that wasn't like a really big change. I think the biggest change for me was learning how to do things on my own um, okay. for the first time. And not having my parents or Miss Gillentine or Miss Warren nearby to be like, hey, can you just look at this real fast? Um, and having to learn to find other resources outside of just what I had known growing up. And so um, I would say that that for me was definitely the biggest adjustment <laughs> when it comes to um, that was the biggest thing I had to adjust to when it came to transitioning to UMHB. But as far as the academics go, the academic side of things go, I really feel like All Saints prepared me well for transitioning and yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm I'm very glad to hear that. And knowing you and and during your time here, you were always a great advocate for yourself. So I'm sure and you you found those resources at UMHB and you were able to take advantage of all those, yes? Yes, absolutely. And that was one of the reasons I picked UMHB too, is because um the second time I went with my mom, we visited the um it's funny, they call it the maybe student learning center <laughs> at UMHB. Like maybe you're gonna get help. But um they were really great. And the leader who was over it at the time, like he met with me personally, went over all of my accommodations and was just able to set me up for success. And that was something that I continued to do even when I was in nursing school. And so it was, it, it just ended up being a good fit in that way too. Yeah. Yeah. So I know one aspect uh, of your life is that you were very strong in your faith. And it just, yes. all this sounds like it was kind of almost a God thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And um, it's sort of funny. I don't tell people this very often, but the first time I visited UMHB in um, my sophomore year of high school, at the end of the day, at the end of the competition, I was praying and I was like, God, this is kind of a cool university. Maybe I'll think about going here. And then it was funny because I this is one of the few times I at that point that I'd really felt like the Lord spoke to me and he said, This is where you're gonna go to school. Yeah. And I was like, No, I'm not. <laughs> and um it And did, you better listen, huh? Yes. <laughs> and then it was funny because it really did kind of take me till the middle of my senior year to finally be like, Okay, 
I'm going to trust you and I'm going to go for this. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I really, but yes, my faith is something that um, really since from the time I was 14, it's something I've really tried to remain committed to. And um, I really just, I think it's so important to have God in your life because he, when you walk with him every single day, it allows you it allows you to be able to have peace with going forward because he's the one that's guiding you and he's the one that's directing you. And it's not just you trying to figure out on your own, what should I do? You have some, you have a friend, you have an advocate there that's helping you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that has definitely stayed true to what you're doing today. Yes. Yeah? So um, <laughs> you, you reached out to me and you told me some amazing things that you were doing. So tell us what, since you've graduated, what you're doing and and what this next chapter looks like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so it's sort of funny because I, I kind of knew God was calling me to do this, but I didn't know exactly how it was going to play out. But um, so I graduated from nursing school in 2021 and I started working and... I love the nursing profession a lot. I still really do love it. And if God ever says you're stepping out of what you're doing now, I would definitely go back into the nursing profession for sure. Um, But about seven months into working at my old job, um, I really felt like God spoke to my heart and was saying, hey, it's time for you to think about stepping into missions. And I was like, okay. Um, I can't leave my job right now because I'm kind of committed for a year, but I'll pray about it. And so took some time and prayed about it. Um, I think I took maybe about seven months to pray about it. And then um, it's sort of interesting how I found out about this ministry. Um, There's a ministry, which I don't know if a lot of people in Tyler are familiar with, or at least um, in the All Saints community, but it's called Youth with a Mission. And I had done some things, I had done something through them whenever um, I was in high school and just really was familiar with the ministry growing up because my parents had both supported missionaries through this organization and um, I was friends with people growing, who grew up in the ministry and um, knew that I was like, okay, maybe I should do one of their um, training schools. And their entry-level course is what they call a discipleship training school. And it's a five-month school where they teach you about God and they teach you about how to serve in missions and what that looks like. And then you do that for three months and then you go out somewhere for two months. It could be somewhere in the U.S. It could be somewhere in another nation. Um, And you just serve and basically put into practice what all you've learned in the previous three months. And really felt like God had kind of put it on my heart to start with something like that. So I was like, okay. And I found out about this base um, in Hawaii um, called YWAM Ships which is basically the same thing as Youth of the Mission or YWAM. But um, the cool thing about this base is that um, they send out medical ships 
to isolated areas of the world that don't really have access to medical care or to resources, um, just in the, in general. And we try to send volunteers and send people to these to these islands and to these isolated places to try to help provide the medical care that they're lacking, but then also to share the hope of Jesus Christ and the gospel with them. And um, anyways, I found out about that aspect of it and just really loved the idea. So um, I applied for the program kind of towards the end of 2022, got in to their initial training, their DTS or discipleship training school, and um, ended up going in April to Kona, Hawaii, which is on the big island. Um, That's where I did my first three months of lecture. And while I was there, about two or three weeks in, they announced the potential outreach locations that we could go to at the end of the lecture phase. And one of the outreach locations was for about five months and not just the regular two months. And I was like, okay, interesting. Um, and I put we put down our preferences, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to think about this again until it's time to think about this again. But then my leaders approached me a few days later and just said, hey, would you pray and consider going on this five-month outreach to Papua New Guinea? And I was like, okay, I will pray about it and think about it. Um, and... Um, it was just through some crazy God events that where he really spoke to me um, in a way that I can't even deny that he spoke to me. He was like, I want you to go to Papua New Guinea for five months. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll go. And, um, and so I did. I left in July of 2023 with a team of three other girls from Europe I was the only American on this team. Very cool. Um, And we went to Papua New Guinea. And I'll just kind of give a brief timeline of what I did when I was there. So the first 10 days me and my team were there, we stayed on the medical ship um, that is in Papua New Guinea that our base has sent. It's currently in the capital of Port Moresby, capital of Papua New Guinea, which is Port Moresby. And um, it's currently dry docked because it's just undergoing a lot of repairs and renovations right now. And we stayed and basically helped with cleaning the ship, cooking on the ship, and then also leading devotions in the morning and Bible study. And um, it ended up being a really sweet time of just getting to know and kind of slowly integrating into the country a little bit. And then after those first 10 days, we went to a different province called Medang, and that's where I was the rest of the time I was there. And for the first two months, for me, it was a little bit interesting because I was a discipleship training school student, but I'm also a nurse. And my team was basically sent to help with the medical teams. Um And so what the arrangement kind of for me, what it looked like for me was the rest of my team was committed to the community engagement side of things when it came to the um, medical mission trips that we would do. We would basically go to different villages. The medical clinic or the medical volunteers would see patients. And then the community engagement volunteers, we would 
go, just kind of go out in the village and play with the children. We would talk to the adults. We would hand out Bibles. Um, we would just have conversations with them and get to know the people. And so for the first two months I was there, I basically went back and forth between community engagement and the medical team. And it ended up being a really good thing um, when I look back on it because it gave me seeing community engagement. It gave me a chance to really get to know the culture, to get to know the people and just really gain a heart for those people that live in that nation. And um, it just allowed me to see a different side of God's heart that I hadn't really seen before. And then when I got to work on the medical team, it was great because then I got to use my medical skills and I got to learn a lot of new things that they did not teach me in nursing school. Hmm. But On the job training, huh? Yes, um, which is probably 90% of nursing anyways, but it was still fun to get to do that. And then in September, I graduated from the program, the discipleship training school. In the last three months I was there, I was just on the medical team seeing okay. patients and just seeing what they needed and yeah. Incredible. It's it's amazing what you're doing to make the world a better place. So what's next? Yes. And so um, it's kind of funny. Um, there's this proverb um, that says that in our human hearts, we plan what we're going to do, but it's ultimately the Lord that directs our steps. And I think that's very true for what I'm going to be doing next. And so um, while I was in Hawaii, I was introduced to this ministry called Flotilla. And it's a brand, it's sort of a newer ministry. It's only been around about two years. Um, But their goal is to try to, they really have a heart for the more isolated Pacific Islands. And... um, And more specifically, the Pacific Islands that um, don't have access to regular ferries or airports, just basically more isolated places in the Pacific. And what we're trying to do is reach these islands through sailboats. So we get on, we have like a couple of sailboats that we would send to a couple full of these sent to these islands and we would basically evaluate what are their tangible needs and how can we help them but then also how can we share the love of Jesus with them and how can we um, come alongside them and be community for them and not allow them to feel isolated and um, that was a huge thing that this ministry was a huge thing. The Lord really put, started to put on my heart when I was in Hawaii. And then as I was praying kind of towards the end of my time in Papua New Guinea about what I was going to be doing next, he brought it up again. And I was like, okay, well, we can talk about this. And he just continued to really press on my heart, like, Julia, like, the people that live on these islands are just as valuable to me as people who live in the U.S. or people who live on a continent in the in the world, and um, they need to know that I am real, and they need to know that um, I love them and that I died for them. And um, 
when he shared that with, when the Lord spoke that to my heart, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do this. And, um, so I'm going to be kind of taking a break from nursing, um, but, and going and going to be working with this ministry essentially. And I'm really excited. I don't really know what I'm getting myself into kind of, but (laughs) I'm very excited and, um, it'll, I'll be there in Kona, Hawaii, working kind of stateside for about two years with this ministry. Okay. And when do you, when do you set, no pun intended or pun intended, I guess, when do you set <laughs> sail with that? Um, so my goal is to um, leave by the end of this, this month, February. Um, it'll depend on how support raising goes. That's part of why I'm here in Tyler right now is I'm meeting with a bunch of people that knew me growing up or knew me in Belton and just telling them about what I'm doing and asking if they want to partner with me and um, join my my team, basically, that's going to help send me. So, yeah. Is there a website for people to learn more about this mission? Yes, there is. Um, YWAMShipsKona.org, I believe. Um, I can give you the um, website, but if people want to learn more about um, this ministry and what I'm doing, then yeah, um, it's a great place to start looking okay. and awesome. um, and not to like plug the like for volunteers or anything. But um, one thing that we do, one thing that YWAM is very passionate about is family serving together in missions. And so if parents or students are listening right now and they're like, we'd like to take our family on a mission trip. Look at YWAM. Just just want to throw that out there. We They, they do throw some family mission trips in there. Okay. We will make sure that we get that website out to everybody. Um, okay. So going back now uh, to your high school days. Yes. <laughs> if you could go back, knowing what you know now, if you could go back to your high school self, right, when maybe you were getting ready to start the college process, okay, what pieces of advice would you give? I would say a piece of advice I'd give to my high school self, I think I would have told myself not – it's kind of similar – to what I would tell my college self, honestly, mm-hmm. I would say not to worry so much about what's going to happen um, and just enjoy this season of your life because the time that you have in high school, whether you believe it or not, goes by really fast. And um, I learned a lot of, I learned some pretty valuable lessons while I was here that I've seen has helped carry me through my college time and nursing school and even what I'm doing now. And I would say, so I'd also say too, in addition to don't worry about the future is um, enjoy your time, enjoy this time now that you have because it's precious. And then um, also be open to seeing what, um, What's available? What's available for you to learn? Whether it's an actual skill or whether it's something about yourself that will help you um, become more confident in who you are and your identity. And because I feel like in high school, a lot of people are trying to find their identity and identify with something. And for me, 
I've identified a lot of myself with my relationship with the Lord, and it's something that has continued my whole life. And um, I would say that that's probably, as I've continued on with my life, the thing that's helped keep me stable, even when life got hard, is my relationship with God. And um, I would say to anybody who is looking for something to believe in, you should you should talk to the Lord and see what He shows you in that. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, it has been a pleasure to catch up with you, to see what you're doing, and just, like I said earlier, to, to know the difference you are making in the world for these, these people that uh, don't know anything but a, a small island is is really incredible. So best of luck to you. Thank we you. Will, we will make sure that we get the information about your missions out uh, on our information. And um, I just wish you the best of luck. Thank you for being Thank here today. Thank you so much. Yep. This has been another episode of My College Story. Uh, please be sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ASES College. Thank you for listening to My College Story. My College Story.